The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Now, today we have a very special guest, and we're going to be talking all about hair, the relationship with our hair, why we love our hair, when we hate our hair, why our hair is so important and such an enormous part of our psyche overall. So our title today is The Beauty of Loving Your Hair with Nick Arojo. So please welcome our guest, Nick Arojo. Hi, Nick. Hey, Bonnie. How's it going? Ah, it's going really good. So let me give, let me do a quick little intro of you. So Nick has been in the industry for over 30 years, and he is pr- probably one of the most iconic hairdressers in our industry. Not only does he have successful businesses, which we'll share with you as we go throughout the show today, but he also is one of the most famous educators teaching other hairdressers how to be great hairdressers. So um, I love the fact that uh, you're able to make the show today, and um, we get to hear... What I want to hear first and foremost is your story, because I know you oh. have an I know you have an amazing story, and um, I you know that's really what I think. Maybe people know you for uh, what you've accomplished, what you've done, the businesses you have, but maybe people don't know your real story. Well, my real story is I left school when I was sixteen and uh, fell in love with hairdressing, and I worked for some of the most iconic brands in the hairdressing industry. I hail from England. Uh, I worked for Vidal Sassoon. I was one of their youngest art directors and kind of came through the ranks with the Vidal Sassoon philosophy in the 80s when Vidal was really, you know, incredibly popular. Uh, and I moved to America in, uh, in, the, in the early 90s and came to work for a great brand out here called Bumble and Bumble. And as I continued to explore my journey as a, as a hairstylist, yearning and learning how to be good at trying to not only, you know, make people look great, but also developing a way to get them to feel great. Uh, I worked for Bumble and Bumble for about three years and I embarked out on my own to create my own journey. I had a partnership salon, it was my first business, it was called Arojo Cutler. It was on 57th Street, it was very iconic being on 57th Street in the late 90s uh, in my own business for the very first time, I was in my early 30s. And then in 2001 I broke free and opened up my own business uh, in 2001, September, and it was in downtown Manhattan, and uh, we started very, very small, and I just continued to focus on, you know, doing what I love, which is hair and people's hair and teaching people how to be great at hair, and anything to do with hair is what I, what I absolutely love, and today, I have three great salons in downtown New York, one is in Brooklyn, and one's in Tribeca, and my original salon is in Soho. And I have a cosmetology school, 
and I also have my own line of products, and I teach hairdressing, and we service in the salon here. We service about 1,600 clients a week. So it's a, it's a bustling, busy enterprise. It's exciting, and, uh, and I still get the chance, like today, when I finish on this call, I'm going to go and do some hair, and I've been working with my team all day, and tomorrow I know I've got at least 12 clients on my books. So I'm not only a business owner, but I still work avidly behind the chair, and, uh, and I just love what I do. Hey, can we go? That's, that's really awesome, and thanks for sharing all that information. But can we go back? You opened your first salon in September 2001 in New York. Yep, I did. I did it <laughs> September the 4th. It was downtown in Soho. And of course, one week later, September the 11th, uh, changed our lives. And, you know, it was um, a humbling and difficult experience for me to actually live through and, and build a business from that. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it was a journey, but we managed to make it through. And now we have a very successful brand, which is great. Yeah. How did that change you and even your clients? Well, you know, I'll tell you how it changed me. It changed me because my world was, uh, you know, completely turned upside down. I branched out to open up my business. It was on Spring Street, which is uh, just a couple of blocks up from Canal, just as we edged towards downtown Manhattan. And I lived um, one block from the World Trade Center on Rector Street. I'd been in business for one week. We did 25 clients. I was renting a couple of chairs. I had a staff of four. And it was exciting because I was autonomous and independent for that first week. Week two, the morning on September the 11th was week two, Tuesday morning. And we know that the world changed. And uh, I was homeless, jobless. Uh, my clients uh, never came downtown. I, ha- I lost a lot of clients because uh, downtown was a place that a lot of people that lived in New York either uh, moved out of the city. Certainly, uh, you know, we were not allowed to uh, live downtown for a couple of months, and they didn't even allow traffic to go downtown uh, until, you know, 2002. So it definitely changed the way things were, and, and, and for me... I uh, continued to live downtown, so I lived through the devastation, and uh, and we got through it. What can I yeah, say? We well, got through it. You persevered, so yeah, you perseverance bran- is a key. <laughs> branched out on your own, and then having to deal with that. But but okay, so then you know here we are now, these years later, and you have three great locations: a cosmetology school, a product line, um, and uh, you know continuing to. Uh, be a force of education in our industry. So, you know, this show is kind of based on beauty inside and out. So we really talk about the outside beauty. So I I definitely want to focus in on what you think is beautiful um, and how you achieve that in your business and you personally with your clients. Um, But I want to also talk about the inside too and kind of the psyche behind people not wanting to, you know, express change or fear of change or... Um, you know, just how important their hair is to them and stuff. So, let, well, let's, let's start uh, in the first part with just what, how, how do you represent beauty? What does it mean to you? Uh, beauty to, to me is, uh, you know, it's like I have two eyes, and when I look through my eyes, I look to see what makes a person look great. Everybody has beauty. It's not necessarily, you know, of course there are people that are naturally more, let's say, attractive, but there is beauty in everybody. And for me as a stylist, as a hairdresser, my number one goal is always trying to find 
that magic moment when the hair fits the person perfectly. Mm. And to me, when I see that with my eye, that is the most important thing. And that's always what I strive for, is to see when I can see that I've enhanced somebody's look. Now, of course, hair is, is different for everybody. You have thick, you have thin, you have fine, you have curly, you have wavy, you have frizzy. And, and unfortunately, and fortunately at the same time, People are always trying to emulate something or people have an opinion of themselves. We have insecurities or we see ourselves slightly different from the way that everybody else sees us. For me as a stylist, I first off always had to learn the mechanics of how to do great hair. And then the second phase, which I continue to evolve in, is how to manage that great technique with the end result to make that person look and feel great. So to me, when I'm looking for something that's beautiful, I always tend to lean, because a lot of people will say to me, hey, Nick, what's my perfect hairstyle? And I always say, your perfect hairstyle is your perfect hairstyle today, because we go through life and our hair changes, our looks change, our texture changes, the fashion changes, Everything's in constant change. It doesn't change so fast because it takes time, but everything's in constant change. So for me, when someone's asking for their perfect style, I always try to get them to understand it's what's their perfect style for today. And then what we look at is we look at how, can, uh, how much time and how much money is a person willing to invest in their look because that decides on what we can actually do to create the perfect look for them. And of course, there's some pe- there, are, there are some people that are very talented at managing their hair, but there are also some people that have difficult hair to manage and maybe they're less talented. So my number one go-to is always to try and steer the client or the consumer or whoever's in my chair, steer them into creating a look that will be easy to manage easy to maintain, and I know that with perfect execution, we can always make sure that that person will always have great hair every single day. Yeah, and you know, it's I, 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 I've been on your website and obviously reviewed it, and, but you know, I've been to shows that you've been featured at for many times, and mm-hmm. you're really one of my favorite artists because you Thank really you. do showcase wearable hair. Like, there can be five models on the stage, and I'm like, ooh, I like that one, and I like that one. And I would be able to say, I could wear that, or I want to wear that, or that's a change I'm willing to do, um, because I really see the type of work that you do on the streets. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that one of the things that we do as great hairdressers is great hairdressers have the ability to change the way someone not only looks, but also how they feel inside. And it really is a unique skill. And it's something that I really, you know, always work really hard for, whether I'm on a stage or whether I'm a client's in the, in the, in the chair and she's coming to me and it's a one-on-one. Of course, when we're on a stage, when we're on a show, I mean, certainly when I did uh, What Not to Wear and I spent many years doing makeovers on television, you know, that was a great learning experience for me personally because not only did I get to actually do what I do every day because it was actually filmed, I actually got to see the episode when it aired. So 
six weeks, eight weeks, sometimes three months later, I got to step into that world to see, A, what I did. So it was interesting because I got to see the buildup of the person as they were kind of looking at their image and their clothing. And I got to see how their hair looked. Then I got to watch myself actually create a look for the consumer or for the contributor. That's what we used to call the person and whatnot to wear the contributor. And then I got to see how they managed to recreate their look after I'd left and saw the hair, you know, two days later, three days later. And also not only just see the way that they looked, because seeing the way they looked is one thing, but also getting to experience how they feel. So for me, the idea always has to be, how can I maximize my potential by making somebody look as great as I think that they should look, as well as understanding what their objectives are uh, for their opinion, for their appearance, and also what is their opinion. So I try to stay consistent on let's make hair look great, not just for a picture and not just for a moment. Let's make hair look great for the whole time until you come back to see me again. Yeah, that's and that's and that's quite the challenge, I'm sure. But I think that's what I really loved about the show, What Not to Wear, is it really was everyday people that that there was this simple level of transformation. And by the time it came to you or the hair, um, it was it was just such a finish, such a good fit. And I know that you know we wear our hair every day. This is I mm-hmm. change my clothes every day, but I wear my hair every day. And so you know sometimes I can get frustrated. Uh, you know, burdened by it. Sometimes I'm thinking, yeah, I want to hack it all off and, you know, start from scratch or do something different to it. But, but the, the truth is, is that it's there's this connection that we have with hair, this enormous connection that we have with our hair. And uh, when we come back from this break, we're getting ready to go on a break here in a minute. I want to uh-huh. I want to talk about what are the ways what are the ways that you engage your clients into the conversations to be able to have them look, uh, create a different look, you know, because I know a lot of it's based on lifestyle and a lot of it's Mm -hmm. based on how they feel about themselves. Um, You know, and like you said, the time and investment that they're willing to put into it, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on there right now with with hair color. And I know that, you know, we had Beth Minardi on last week and there was, you know, a huge commitment to hair color. And especially if you're trying to do some of these more creative rainbow interesting type of looks that are going on there's just a whole lot of maintenance to that um but in the end i loved what beth shared and i'm sure this is something that you feel pretty comfortable in saying too is that you want the you want the person to look their best with what they have to work with well it just makes life a lot easier if you're working with something that is much more closer if somebody's got black hair and they want to be blonde within two two days you're going to start to see the root come through yeah if we're right. looking at celebrity they they they're in the spotlight every day they have their team with them right most people are not in the spotlight every day but they're in their own spotlight and that's why we have to think about the um the maintenance and what it takes to continue to get that look to stay the way it's supposed to look yeah that's why i have a radio show and not a tv show yeah (laughs) okay so we're gonna we're gonna go on a break right now and but here's what i want all of our listeners to think about i want you to think about how important your hair is to you i want you to think about what frustrates you about your hair what when you feel that your hair is a burden why you're resistant to change at times or why you delay doing things that you know 
actually make it easier and more simpler for you to do on an everyday basis. So, And Nick's going to fill us in on all those questions when we come back. So if you have a question for Nick, you can tweet me at BonnieBonadeo1, or you can go on Facebook and uh, p- uh, post a message or even a private message if you want to. And that is Beauty Inside and Out Show. All right, we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations, live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm here with my guest, Nick Arojo. He is, uh, has three salons in the New York area, one cosmetology school, one product line, and a well-noted educator in our industry that teaches other hairdressers how to be as fantastic and fabulous as he is. Uh, a transplant from England. Um, That's me. Yeah, but all New York now. All New York. Yeah, perfect. So we're glad to have you on the show. And, you know, just before we went to break, we I asked this question for our listeners to think about, you know, how important is your hair to you? What frustrates you about it? What burdens you about it? And why are we resistant sometimes to make those changes? And so, of course, having Nick on the show today, I wanted to find out, you know, with three schools and a cosmetology school where he's teaching students to be able to build this clientele and be able to produce, you know, great hair. How do you have this conversation with the clients to be able to get them into maybe more modern looks or maybe a different level of maintenance type of programs? Well, you know, it's a different world today than it was when I got into hairdressing 35 years ago. When I got into hairdressing then, it was you'd go into the salon and you'd hope that the salon would have a style book. And you'd ask, hey, where's the style book? And the clients would be looking in the style book trying to find something that they felt good about. Today's world is very different. We're all super connected to what's happening in celebrity, what's happening in fashion. 
if we need to find anything for a second, short, short hairstyles, red hair color, within seconds we can have hundreds of images on our telephones, on our personal PDAs, and we can communicate well through pictures. We always say, as a stylist, I always say, a picture is worth more than a thousand words. I like it when a client comes in and shares with me an idea of what they are thinking because it gives me the chance to cut to the chase and say, A, this will work, B, this won't work, or C, this can work, but are you prepared to put in the effort and the time and the resources to make it look great every single day? So for me, I'm a big encourager. When you go to a hair salon, what you have to think about is you're going to meet that hairdresser for the very first time, and you have no idea knowing what kind of training that person has. Not, every, not all hairdressers are created equal because it's all about the education, the training. It's all about the lineage of where they've learned and who they've worked with. So even now, we all know that pretty much anybody can cut a bob, but there's a difference between a good haircut, a great haircut, and a not-so-great haircut. And it's all about getting those perfect lines, getting that perfect execution in the hair color, which is very complex. As I listened last week to Beth, I thought she was bang on point with everything that she spoke about. And for me, I think when you are going to see a stylist, the last thing you want to do is spend too much time talking. So the sooner you can cut to the chase, the quicker you can get to the result. Because in a commercial salon, which all salons are, you're generally looking at between 45 minutes to an hour for someone to execute a haircut. And it's a similar process if you're looking for someone to execute some hair color. Now, mm -hmm. the stylist's job is to make sure that A, they don't bite off more than they can chew. It's the stylist's job to make sure that they really educate themselves so that they can achieve what they can say they can achieve. For me as a stylist, the most important thing is to get that client back in the chair with wet hair so I can start to work my magic. And within the first 10 minutes, my number one goal is always to make that client feel comfortable and secure. And experienced stylists, we become really great at being able to communicate with all different types of people. That is what we've got to learn. We don't have to be only great with our hands. But great hairdressers also have to be great with, with their communication skills. And they need to be able to read and understand people so that they can nurture when it's necessary. They can be maybe a little bit more persuasive when it's necessary. Um, and to maybe be more gentle when it's necessary. So mm -hmm. I think that it's not just about the skill set with the hands. It's the hands, the vision and then being able to communicate with the personality. And if you can marry those three things together, I think that makes the perfect ingredients for a spectacular stylist. Yeah, well, that's where the reason why I'm not a stylist today, because my, my vision and my hands didn't connect too well. But I was a really great, great communicator, and I love the industry, so I continued to <laughs> just stay in the industry. But it wasn't for me about being behind the chair and producing those type of results. Now, obviously, being in the industry, it, I've been in it as long as you have as well. I have learned so much more that if I ever decided to go back to hair, I probably could execute it um, a whole lot better than when I started. So education really was kind of that big missing piece and the difference between me being good and great at it. 
Well, I mean, I think from our, from my perspective, um, we have a very big salon here. I mean, to give people a scope, you know, we'll see 250 clients in a day. We have over 70 hairstylists. So they specialize in either cutting or they specialize in color. We're into the specialty side of things. I believe that when you have specialty, what happens is is you can train people more focused and they can become better ex- they become better at executing the process. So if someone's getting a great cut, the person can cut it. And then if someone wants the great color, then they hand them off to somebody else. So there's a teamwork and a collaboration. And that collaboration can actually make for an even better experience. It's clearly all about the education for the stylist. And for the consumer, it's about them trying to understand more and more about how to get a great experience in the salon. Hair is so important to people. Yeah, we do. We, you know, the male clients are incredibly particular about how they have their hair. We have a lot of male clients come to the salon here, and they're incredibly particular, and they come on a regular basis because shorter hair needs to be maintained on a more frequent basis uh, because you see the shorter hair grow. And the clients with the longer hair, you know what happens with them is if they're having color, it's the color that starts to dissipate after time. But if the hair cuts really well, that hair will swing beautifully. And for me, the key is always making sure that you do great work every single day so that the consumer can walk out of here. Because I teach hairdressers all the time, the best advertisement is the work that you can do on your client. And I also teach hairdressers, it's not just about how good you are at doing hair. It's also about how great you are at doing the service and servicing the client because it's one of these very few trades. I mean, I was talking to students today. It's the same hair 35 years later. My job's not been outsourced. I'm very fortunate. Uh, we've got, you know, people still, have, it's very important the way that their hair looks. The job's not been outsourced. We have to become better. It's highly competitive. And through things like Instagram and social media, we can actually share our styling capabilities with our clients 24-7. Yeah, that is true. I mean, social media has really made our industry so much more notable um, and accessible and I think that I think the clients are really enjoying that because although, you, like you said earlier, the celebrity factor is huge nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. I think they also see their hairdresser if their hairdresser is doing a good job of showcasing work and promoting themselves. I think the hairdresser sees or the the client sees their hairdresser as a celebrity. I think that the hairdresser has become a celebrity because of Instagram. Yeah. I think a stylist can actually put his his or her body of work up. And, uh, and use those social tools to connect and communicate. And I think for a consumer, you can find people now so much. You can have a laser focus just by searching to find someone that puts out great work. But the true magic has to be, obviously, are they going to do great work for you? Yeah. And great work, for, I mean, I wrote a book called Great Hair and the whole concept of the book, and I wrote this book about five years ago. And the whole concept was we do so much education for our hairdressers, I need to start doing some education for the consumer, for the client. Because when the client comes in, she says words that really, that, that hairdressing lingo that they didn't quite understand. So I tried to dumb it down and do a really concise style guide book I'm trying to talk to a 
with the consumer about how to get the best results when they go to the salon, how to know what to ask for, how to manage every single part of the process. I literally wrote that book five years ago. Instagram didn't even exist. So even in such a short period of time, the world is changing. And I think it's changing for the better because visually, if you have visual access at your fingertips, I would tell every client today if I was writing that book, go to the salon and take in two or three of your favorite looks. And what I did when I first started hairdressing, I would tell my clients, hey, you know, I've done your hair three times now. And this is something that I teach. We've done your hair three times now. We've done it exactly the same. It's been great. I'm happy to keep it the same. But why don't you have a look and see what else is out there that appeals to you because everyone's got a different taste level. And that would give the, the client the opportunity to um, think more about what they were trying to achieve. And they would then bring in pictures, and in those days they would pull out tear sheets from the magazines. But in today's world, you can uh, you know, do it on the Pinterest, and you can have a little collection, and you can talk to your stylist in a way that maybe we couldn't communicate quite as efficiently uh, in the old days, but certainly in today, you can communicate really clearly. And when it comes to talking about hair color, yeah, the color is so much more the trend. I mean, the last five years we've seen hair color has just been massive in our industry. And certainly brighter colors, and we mentioned this before the break, brighter colors have become much more mainstream, which I think has been very exciting for, uh, for everybody. It's certainly been exciting for the hairdressers because they can be more expressive. And I've always felt that we should express ourselves with our hair and especially in those early years in our life, it's a perfect time to experiment. So for me, I think hair color has been magic, but to get the great hair color, you really have to see a professional because they're the only ones that know how to uh, execute and understand the condition of the hair before you actually start coloring it. It's not like painting walls where you can just pick up a paintbrush and paint over the top. There's a lot more science and a lot more knowledge that's needed in order to get the right perfect tone. And the right perfect tone will change your complexion so much so that you can take five years off a person's look just by getting the tone right. And if you get the shape right, you can add another five years off the look. It's the one thing that we can do that is not, uh, you don't have to go under the knife, you don't have to have any kind of procedure, just getting your hair done in the salon, you can really change the way you look and the way you feel, and it can really give you a fresh outlook on life. Because I always believe that when you get a new look, it's like a rebirth of you. Yeah. And there's nothing better than having that rebirth of you as long as you like it. Sometimes if we do the wrong look or the client's not ready for it, then you have the, re the, the reverse effect. And, uh, and we've all seen that on TV, and we've probably all experienced it at least once in our lives. Yeah, yeah. Well, and clients today, too, we're so much more youthful. You know, I mean, there's n none of those barriers or boundaries anymore of once you reach a certain age, you can't wear your hair long or you can't be, you know, don't be too dark when you get, you know, I mean, it, I think that well, there's none changed. of the Yeah, that's all changed. And so anything okay. goes. And it really is this this connection with self 
that we as hairdressers have to kind of uncover with that client in order for them to be really comfortable and feel their best. So, yeah, so confidence in the client of being able to express that, but certainly confidence Mm -hmm. in the hairdresser and colorist being able to execute and express that. Yeah. Yeah, and it all comes down to great education. If you find a salon that's been in business for a while and you can see what the people look like in the salon, you know, and you can experience that, walk in for a consultation. Consultations, I always teach hairdressers and I teach the client, the number one thing that the consumer's looking for is your confidence in their, and they want to feel comfortable. Yeah, And there is true. a science to it because there's a comfort level where you can't be arrogant, you have to be open, you have to be welcoming because when you do those things, that's how you gain that consumer confidence and that consumer confidence will build your business. Yeah, well, and that's that's very true. So what would you say that your brand is, you know, to the consumers out there? Like what, what's your brand with your you know, salons? This is it. My number one objective has always been that when you walk into my salon, anything to do with your hair, we can accomplish. We're not trying to go for a certain demographic. We're not trying to go for a certain type of look. We have two, two doors on the front, and those two doors are open to the world. Mm-hmm. And that has always been my philosophy. My philosophy has been that if you find a look that you want to get, you could walk into a Rojo and you're guaranteed the same level of product no matter what stylist you choose. The reason being is we've built this business completely on an education culture philosophy. So every day in my salon, we train our staff. The internal training creates a consistency of brand. And then within that consistency of brand, you have all of these individuals that work for me. And those individuals have their own flair and their own sense of style. But everyone's been trained in the exact same process. So, because I'm a firm believer that, Again, in the good old days, you would feel, and I think even today, people feel like, oh, I don't want to go to another hairdresser. I feel like I'm cheating. It's like yeah. a long-term love affair or a relationship, and one of the very few relationships that you have, I mean, you can change your dry cleaner, and you don't worry, but if you change your hairdresser, you feel that maybe you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. It's like you cheated on somebody because there's a friendship process to the whole experience, That's too. true. But my philosophy for my business has been, hey, you know what? We encourage you to change stylists. We encourage you to stay within our, within our family. And we know that we can deliver and execute a great product. Now, when it comes to style and when it comes to sensibility, we're a New York City-based salon. We're in downtown Manhattan. So we certainly, you know, rub, rub shoulders with the cool kids and we certainly are very aware of what's happening in the world of fashion and in the world of film and a lot of those people that you may see on TV, they are our clients too. But we're not a celebrity-focused salon. The celebrity in my salon is the client that sits in the chair and we treat everybody in equal footing because we want to make sure that Everybody can have great hair, no matter their age, no matter their income bracket. We have price points across the board. And that, to me, is what my job is. I'm in the service business, and I do people's hair. And if I can make somebody look great and feel great, I know that I'm going to continue to stay in this career, and I'll have a very happy life with my career. 
Oh, that sounds really good. And thank you for sharing that. I loved that statement that you talked about, that the celebrity in your salon is the person in the chair. And I'm going to tweet that. And quote, I'm going to quote you on that and send that out as a tweet because I think that was worth hearing. All right, so we're going we're gonna to take a break real quick. So hang on to that thought that you have there. And when, when we come back, I want to hear what you're going to say. But I also want to hear what you think are some of the trends that are coming up and, and how your business, because it is, it is in New York and it is a part of that whole fashion forward you know, environment and everything and you're very connected to your community. What do you see as the trends that are happening and how are you guys applying those trends? So, all right, if anybody has anybody has a question for uh, Nick, then you can tweet me, Bonnie Bonadeo1, uh, or go on to Facebook, uh, Beauty Inside and Out Show. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Be part of the inner revolution sweeping the planet. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio with Beth Green on the Voice America Variety Channel. And now also enjoy Beth's channel, Inner Revolutionary TV, on voiceamerica.tv. See inspiring videos about our guests and the inner revolution. Hear commentaries that will help clarify our time. And watch interviews of people who will matter to you. Think outside the box. Watch Inner Revolutionary TV on voiceamerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I've got my guest here, Nick Arojo, celebrity. I'm going to call you a celebrity hairstylist. <laughs> just Thank because you. just because in the industry you are a celebrity. But I know that one of the quotes that you just said, and I'm tweeting it right now, so I'm, I'm, I'm double-dutying here and, and multitasking, is the celebrity in my chair or the celebrity in my salon is the client that's in my chair. So I love that because I think that everybody kind of has this, you know, if they do celebrities, it makes them something. But you're really mm-hmm. taking that time to be with that celebrity. And so, so that atmosphere and that culture, I'm sure, is built in your salon. Yeah, it sure is, and we don't have, you know, we don't have any private areas here. We don't have a VIP room. You know, my philosophy is not that. Uh, nobody in my salon actually has their own chair. Everybody moves. The space is very fluid, and a lot of the times, you'll be, you'll have your client sat in the chair. You'll look across the way at the person next to you, and that might be someone that's pretty famous. 
But for us, we just take everything on our stride. Living in New York, of course, there's a lot of celebrities and there's a lot of famous people and there's a lot of people that you see. And there's many, many different levels of fame as well, you would know. Yeah, I mean, my salon, my new salon's in Tribeca. It's the Tribeca Film Festival. Let's hope Robert De Niro comes in for a cut this week, which would be great. But he would just be sitting (laughs) next to... Uh, anybody else because our whole focus my whole focus clearly is hey listen it doesn't matter how successful you may be we just going to treat you exactly the same the same level of service the same level of care and the same level of importance no matter who you are yeah that's wonderful I love that and and I know you just opened up another salon in Brooklyn right yeah, Brooklyn yeah. is an amazing place. It's ah. really evolving. Williamsburg is the coolest part of uh, New York City right now. And it's, uh, it's youthful, it's bustling, and I really wanted to be there because, again, I do believe that uh, me having salons in New York City is because I want to be on the cutting edge of trend and I want to be on the cutting edge of fashion. So I need to be influenced by the street. And when I'm influenced by the street that develops and evolves our ideas so that we can share them with the community and the country. Mm-hmm. And the world. Nowadays, the yeah, world. And, and the world. Absolutely. Yeah, nowadays, the world. Okay, so you have, you have Soho, which is your original one, Tribeca, and now uh, Williamsburg. Yep. And then where is your school located? My school is in Tribeca, and that's okay. amazing. Perfect. And then my, my advanced academy where we teach hairdressers every weekend, where we have uh, hairdressers coming from all over the country to learn more advanced techniques, is in our Soho location. Okay, perfect. Good. All right. So we've got all the locations down. So for all of our listeners, if you're in that area or you want to set up that appointment when you're going to be in that area, or maybe it's a reason to get to Nick is to be able to have him or one of his staff uh, do your hair. But let's talk about some trends now. So what yes. what's going on? What do you, you know, you, you got the pulse of the city, you got the pulse of all of this fashion, you're in the mecca of it all. What are you seeing happening right now? What are the trends we need to be aware of and start kind of transitioning to? Well, it's a really exciting time for the simple reason that the latest trend, which is just starting to break, and we've been working on this for years because it takes time, <laughs> the latest trend that's really starting to break is we're starting to see much more curl. We're starting to see much more texture. There's more of a affinity for looking uh, more natural and a little bit more undone. And five years ago, I launched a whole concept when I realized that what used to be one of the hairdresser's favorite services, which was the permanent wave, when I realized that it had been so long, the permanent wave died in the late 80s. It came into fashion in the 70s, and it it disappeared in the late 80s. And I have to say, we came out with a concept and a product called American Wave. We took what was once called the permanent wave business and we met with the chemists that developed permanent waving where you're breaking bonds and taking smoother hair and putting wave and curl back in. We met with the best chemists in America and we brought out a product called Erosia American Wave So we are actually starting to curl, permanently curl, more people's hair, and it's really exciting because hair's getting bigger, hair's getting thicker, hair's getting fuller, and it used to be a classic thing for everybody to wear their hair smooth was beautiful, but I have to say, 
the trend now is turning the opposite direction. It's the wind of change, and we are now starting to see texture, wave, movement, and expansion of shape. And you add that to the way that color has evolved with hair painting and balayage and different types of uh, tonal paintings. You add that to texture, and all of a sudden, it's much more like art and less like architecture. So it's a really exciting time. It really is an exciting time. When I go down in my salon right now, there are two ladies and there's two girls, there are two young women, less than 25, actually getting an American wave right now. And um, it's exciting to see. And what's really exciting to see is to experience the person's face. And they've never had curl or wave or texture in their hair. And to see them when that hair expands. And it's really beautiful on the eye to see. So I think curl, wave, movement. That's the trend, and that's what we're going to see more of. Oh, I love that. And, you know, thank goodness for that, because I was terrible at flat ironing my hair. I have a very, <laughs> I have, I have bizarre texture because I had alopecia areata for a while. So when the hair grew back, it grew back with a lot more texture than the part of the hair that didn't fall out. So I have straight pieces, curly pieces, and it was impossible to get it all you know, uniform. So I'm like, I love that it's textury because it's easier to add texture it is than it is to try and straighten the curl out. Absolutely, and product technology is so great now that there are so many products out there and the product technology is so good that we can eliminate frizziness and we can add smoothness into the curl. And just like we always used to make our hair super... I mean, I've, if I heard this saying once, I've heard it a billion times. I, I like curly hair but I don't like mine. And what that, mean, what <laughs> that means is, is the client actually likes volume and movement, but when they look at the mirror, when they look in the mirror to see themselves, they feel undone. They don't feel like they're pulled together. Mm. So there are great tools now like waving wands that you literally have no click, but you can wrap a couple of strands of hair around the wand, and rather than uh, you know, take away the curl, you polish the curl. It's easy, it's fast, it's fun, and I definitely believe that it is going to be with us for the next 10 years. Oh, yeah, good. That's that's really good news. So, yeah, so, I mean, and, and we see the trends, you know. It's like if texture's a part of the trend of hair, you see texture in other areas and in in clothing and, and all of these other things. So it does all tie together. And so at this point, so what you're telling us, Nick, is that all the hairdressers need to kind of start figuring out how to do the American wave here, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that that is something that we're definitely teaching, and I've seen an uptick on it. And, you know, I, as a businessman, which is, which is what I say I am, I, I don't just look at what I feel. I look at the numbers. And when I look at the numbers, it means that people are actually buying in to getting an American wave. And I see the numbers growing, and I see the percentage points increasing. And I see the phone ring, and I find more people coming to my studio to get certified in American wave. That means we train a hairdresser so that they can go back to their community and become an American wave specialist. And we're sending more and more hairdressers out into salons all over the country to teach and uh, train salons in American Waves. So I know that the name has been heard by some. I know that we've been doing it for some time, but I can definitely tell you now, and even through Instagram, American Wave is definitely the wave of the present. Absolutely. And I know that you have a website called Style Noted. Is that kind of driven for consumers? 
Yes, Style Noted is my, yeah, it's my consumer blog. And what we do, and I, and I say it, it's, you know, it, 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 we curate it for the hairdresser and we also curate it for the, for the client, for the consumer. And the idea is, is it's one way which we can pick up trends and put it onto Style Noted every single day. Because I, my business is with consumers. I have to influence them. I want them to go to find out what's cool and what's happening. Remember I spoke earlier about the style book? Mm-hmm. Well, my style book now is called Style Noted. We post a minimum of four trends a day. I have a team of four writers, and they're really uh, trend scouts. They look for what's happening in celebrity, not just in hair, but also in makeup. Uh, and they're looking at what's happening in hair color. So what's happening is, is we're pulling together and we're curating what we see as the most current up-to-minute trends possible. You get four posts a day that we dedicate, and not only do we put the posts on there to kind of show it's not just images, we also put how you can create that look. So if mm-hmm. you want to create a braid, how could you do it? If you wanted to create a twist or a chignon, how you could do it? If you wanted to trade create a smoky eye or a more refined or glitter in your hair, how could you do it? So it's called Style Noted because we take the style and then we note it. And we note it in a way that the hairdresser and the consumer can actually read and understand it. And we find that to be a very useful tool for us. Um, and it's a great tool for anybody looking for inspiration. Well, I think it's great. And it does. It's very wearable. And it was easy to understand. So I really appreciate that. So uh, let's share with our listeners here. So stylenoted.com right. is how yep. you can find this. Now, Nick, as we wrap up in the next few minutes here, um, I want to be able to kind of like, so share with people how they can find you. So what's, what's your website to your salon? Well, my website is arrojonyc, A-R-R-O-J-O-N-Y-C.com. And when you go to arrojonyc.com, you can travel throughout my entire world. So if you're a professional stylist, you can dial down into our education. If you're a consumer and you're looking to find looking to find the salon or make an appointment, you can find it right there. If you want to buy products online, you can find the products online. If you want to go to Style Noted, Style Noted is right there. So you literally can look into my entire world of what Arojo is doing. And Arojo as a business is built on three pillars. And those three pillars are we're big on education, we're big on client services, and we're also big on hair products. So that are the three pillars of this Arojo brand, and everything is in that Arojo world. Perfect. Good. Now, also with your cosmetology school, because I know that um, you're a part of a, a scholarship program. So it's called Beauty yeah. Changes Lives. We've had them on the radio here just this last month to launch yeah, some amazing. of the scholarships. So this is a scholarship that can pay up to half of the tuition for somebody interested in starting a career in cosmetology. And I know that your school is one of those schools that honors that scholarship. So if anybody's interested in going to the Erosio Academy um, Cosmetology School, then go on to beautychangeslives.org. I think that it's still open right now to be able to qualify for a scholarship. They do it like three times a year and um, post put, put in there that the Erosio School is where you want to go. And who knows? We, you might have influenced yep. some people to be able to uh, get into a career in beauty here. We have had so many students actually win 
the scholarship. We're very proud of that. We encourage all of our students to enter. Even if they start school, they can enter during the, the duration of the school and they can be reimbursed. I have a school that's federally funded, so you can come and we can provide or have access for those people that qualify student loans. But uh, Beauty Changes Lives is a great way. And there's a number of scholarships out there if you do your research mm-hmm. there is. that can help you with your career in hairdressing. And, um, I mean, I mean, for me, I've always said, you know, my mission, which is, you know, it's very hard because when you start out on your journey in life, you don't really know what your mission is. But I've really figured out my mission is really to raise the awareness of how great hairdressing is as a career for everybody out there. And I want to continue to evolve and change opinions because hairdressing has been so great to me. And beauty is such an important part of every person's life that we will never be outsourced. And we can continue to have a creative outlook on life while still being able to be compensated incredibly well. Yeah. And uh, we're just, we have a job that is filled with passion and a job that's filled with smiles. So it really is something that, you know, my objective is to continue to, um, you know, elevate hairdressing as a career yeah. because it can take you in so many paths and it's been so rewarding for me. Well, good. Well, Nick, thanks so much for being on the show today. And I know many of us in this industry agree and we're very appreciative to all that you brought to the industry. So well, thank you. thanks for being here, everybody. So we're doing a wrap up here, but you know what? I'm going to post some of the, I'm going to post the, uh, on Twitter and Facebook, Nick's, uh, mm. Uh, website and links and everything so everybody can get them later and remember that it's all about being you in beauty so thanks for being with us at Beauty Inside and Out today. Thank you very much and um, I'm going to go and cut some hair. Good, good job. <laughs> all right, Thanks Nick. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.